Hey everybody, it's Shinti here, your Faking Lit Head Honcho. Just popping up here to give you another content warning. Mm, let's try not to make this a habit. But yes, you're about to listen to another filthy episode of Faking Lits, in which we will be discussing um, dinosaur erotica. So if you don't want any more gross sex talk, hey, yeah, maybe go to another episode. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin or uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, which is actually not that sexy. Um, but this one is pretty graphic in places. So just to let you know and let, give you your warning. Um, I would also like to say that we are doing our live show this week. That's happening on Thursday the 29th. There's still some tickets available. Tickets are £4 and it will be happening at the Tottenham Court Road branch of Waterstones. Please come. We would love to see you. Uh, anyway, I hope you like dinosaur porn if you're sticking around because that's all you're going to get, pretty much. Okay, bye. Hello and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Xin Si and books are better than love. Fight me. runtime on that that was uh one minute and 16 seconds <laughs> oh it, re- it really felt like it. <laughs> yeah that's uh that's this is the uh sound of a man grimly gripping on to a single joke and how long did that possibly run its course <laughs> and how long have you spent telling this joke oh god it's been like let's not not even counting the man hours gone into actually producing each and every track. No, no, that's what I want to know. Oh, okay. Yeah, a long time. I don't know um, how many hours. Let's say each track, that one took about two hours to put together. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Time well spent. Yeah, that was like one minute and 16 seconds, two Not hours. Of it's well spent. It's definitely spent. Is it? Uh, well, I, I would say well spent. Look, look at all the gales of laughter that ensued around the table <laughs> as it played. Hi, my name's Josh Bellman, and I'm very impressed. Hello, I'm Alice Burden, and I'm back. Oh, hi, I'm Haran X, and I like literature so much that I like to watch episodes of Scooby-Doo backwards, so that whenever Shaggy says, Scoob, it sounds like he's saying, Books. 
See, speaking of grimly <laughs> gripping onto the premise of a joke, see, I, I appreciate oh, that. See, Aaron, you're the one that gets it. You get yeah. what I'm doing, right, with these exactly, songs. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, I, like I assume that joke took you two hours to write. It did, as well. yeah, yeah, I had to watch a lot of Scooby Doo backwards. <laughs> it's the meddling kids. They they end up uh, not doing anything. Really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> having a ghost appears. In fact, they make the kids make things worse. Yeah, don't they? exactly. <laughs> Uh, hi, I'm Barry Blinds from the advertising firm Blinds, Draper and Curtains. Wow, Barry. <laughs> you sound a lot like another American character that's been on this uh, show before. Who would that be? I wouldn't know. I've never listened. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, there's a Steve Koenig. I don't know if you've, you've oh, met I him. Know that guy. Okay. Oh, he's the guy from the abortion. <laughs> no, not that one. Not that one. It's not the, the Brand Flakes podcast, yeah. That has nothing to do with abortions. The other one, although that's got a bigger listenership, I guess, that's probably the one that he's known, more for, known for more. But we don't like to talk about that show on uh, this uh, on this Fair way. enough. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And who's that over there? And so I am Sam. I am the co-founder of a website called Nothing in the Rule Book. Uh, emphasis on the word book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we are a collective of creatives bound by a single motto, which is that there is nothing in the rule book that says a giraffe can't play football or read literature. And uh, yeah, we basically scout out the annals of the internet to find all the most interesting and uh, well, best pieces of writing and literature that there is and bring it to you guys. Of course. That's why you're on the show, isn't it? Because exactly. we're, we're part of that thing. We do that. Yeah, you're, you're we're, part we're, of the We're world. one of the best things on the internet. You are the best thing on the internet. Yeah, yeah I think I've so. Read the reviews. Yeah, especially with the words book in it. All right, well, thank you for coming on to the show. Thanks I like that. Me. I like, I like uh, your rule book. I like rules. Um, and I like books. Those are my two favourite things. Rules and books. Um, I'd be like a Nazi, except I don't burn books. I love them. <laughs> Someone wants <laughs> why are you like a Nazi? Well, yeah, actually, I'm thinking back, back, maybe I'll walk that back a bit. I'm not like a Nazi. I'm like aspects of Nazis. The good bits. That's what, like... what aspects of Nazis have you? <laughs> Following rules. <laughs> the, the uniforms as well? I guess Hugo Boss, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like, who doesn't like Hugo? And you have that swastika tattooed on your face. It's a Hindu symbol. <laughs> it's a Hindu symbol in the mirror. Yeah. I say, it's, and like I say to everybody yeah. every day, it's a Hindu symbol. Mm. It's on you. Like, why should I change it? It's the Nazis that are, are, the, are the bad ones. Of course, I'm not a Hindu, so I don't know <laughs> why. But it's got nothing to do with it. It's got nothing to do with it. Post-rationalisation, I think. Yeah, probably, probably. Listen, we're getting off topic very quickly. I want to focus it on what we're doing this week as our book. Uh, I fear that the show has recently gotten a, l- a little bit unfocused as we've sort of uh, had a few episodes which didn't really well in the book and did too much stuff that involved sex and probably turned off a lot of people so i thought why not go for a a book which has very little to do with sex i'm talking about the lost world not the michael Crichton one though this is the original lost world Mm -hmm. by arthur conan Doyle. you might know him as a guy who wrote sherlock i did i did know him as that yeah don't know why you answered that it wasn't really interesting to you I was kind of like to the table in general this isn't a conversation just between us it's between everybody normally I'm the centerpiece of agreement and you did invite me here specifically well I don't know everybody says that I invite them but I don't actually invite people on the show they just kind of turn up it's more like a a call a general call to people really I don't invite specific people you need an advertising done yeah, but that's your that's your wheelhouse, isn't it? It is my wheelhouse. Maybe we should have a talk at some point. Yeah, I'll leave yeah. it for a bit. But let's talk about the book, right? Like, you're, you're, like, like I, I want to talk about like which did you did you prefer this book to Michael Crichton's version? 
the lost the lost world. Well, <laughs> for me, I'll, I'll I'll jump in here, and I think please, that, please, somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody. But the problem I have with um, books about dinosaurs, as they've been written uh, for the last sort of hundred years or so, is that they really miss a growing trend uh, within literature, mm. and it's a trend that is very important that mm-hmm. people know about. Mainly because it's a great way of making a bit of coin on the side. What I'm talking about is uh, the world of uh, dinosaur erotica. Okay. Now, Um. what Michael Crichton and what uh, Arthur Conan Doyle missed when they were writing about dinosaurs is that dinosaurs were innately sexy animals. Okay. You think about the scales, you think about the possible feathers that they have, and you know, they're just, you know, just a wet dream waiting to happen. And, um,. I, I just really am really interested to see where writers can sort of take dinosaurs to the next level. Um, so this is a purely professional interest. Purely in professional. Yeah, there's no other reason why anyone would be interested in right, right. dinosaurs. Yeah, so you you don't find it like titillating personally. I mean, let's let's put it this way: Would I be adverse to a Velociraptor opening my uh, door handle? Not necessarily. <laughs> what does the door handle <laughs> refer yeah, to? What's have you seen a door? Uh, yeah, I know did, what a door did, handle is. Did door yeah. handles exist but, during the time of dinosaurs? Very common. Let's, let's okay. one second. Just look at the fossil record. But what a part of an anatomy is a door handle referring to? I mean, I don't want to get crass. It's the ding-dong. But my, my, <laughs> my ding-dong goes, <laughs> goes straight and true. There's no bend in it. It could be like a doorknob, maybe. Yeah, but that's what happens when you open the door handle. He's yeah, talking about opening the door figure, handle, not opening the door. Think about the door handle... The door handle goes out, and then there's a right angle turn. Yeah, and then it goes straight for because a bit. the door handle's closed. But once you've opened the door handle, <laughs> oh, the door handle stays straight. as it is. No, no, you've misunderstood. You're thinking about opening a door. No, Sam's describing opening a door handle. No, there's yeah. several door handles in this room. Yeah, and they're all closed. All look these door handles are closed. None of them look like penises. <laughs> no, because they're because they're closed. They're drooping right now, but once they're, once they're open, they go they go fully straight. I don't straight. know what's going on with you. So, Sam, is all dinosaur erotica as granular as that? Um, no, actually, no. It's a, it's a whole um, there's a whole genre to it, and it's really varied in, uh, in really? Its scope. Yeah, because I I quite liked it. Um, listening to uh, a couple of men discussing like on um, the shape of door handles and like whether they look like penises or not. That was getting me off actually. That great, was kind great. of well, getting me that's, off. Well, that's the whole point. And actually, there's a whole like there's thousands of avid fans out there on the internet who are obsessed with this stuff and there are a few enterprising business women in the world who are actually making complete bank uh, just by writing books about dinosaurs that have sex with humans and so wait hold on a second so you're telling me that like this is an actual uh, you could actually make a living off of oh, it's, it's an it's a complete industry you know there are sort of four or five main authors and they've published hundreds of books between them all basically loosed around the same premise which is dinosaur having sex with either a scantily clad cavewoman or uh, in some of the worlds where dinosaurs have sort of taken over the financial sector I see. Um, they're having sex with their male interns and forcing <laughs> them gay um, see, I've, I've wanted to point out something that kind of annoys me yeah? mm. um, humans and dinosaurs never existed together I, 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 I've got to, I can't make that like <laughs> what, is like, it? It's, what, 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 is that is it is it a common misconception? In, is the Earth round? You might say yes. Yeah. Well, it is. I think yeah, it is, you might. Yeah, yeah. You might say that because it would be true. Yes, <laughs> it's scientifically backed. I think. Yeah, but that doesn't. There also, is not relevant. Let's just put it this way: you've you've seen fossils of dinosaurs. Yes, I have. You've mm-hmm. seen fossils of humans, early humans. 
Fossils? No. Not really fossils. Skeletons. Yeah, skeletons. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's more it, yeah. Dinosaur fossils look a bit like skeletons. Vis a vis. You know mm, what I'm going I've never really thought about it that way. I'll buy it. Okay, for the purposes of this conversation, yeah. let us not question this further and just say, okay, okay, all right. So you picture some sort of like Flintstonian world, like where uh, dinosaurs and humans got together exactly. and sometimes some of them might have a bit of sex. Well, I think in the Flintstones it's very PG, isn't it? You know, like they use them to get around, you know, mm. travel and transport, but they don't really show the, the bits that Fred and Wilma get up to. Um, with, with, with Dino with Dino yeah, yeah. Um, you know after dark so when they're having sex with Dino and Dino turns to the camera and goes it's a living um, and it's exactly like it's, that. Dino's a a it's, 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 it's unclear whether uh, dinosaurs always can talk um, if reading through some of these books some of them they're just growling roaring lizards uh, yes. some of them they have you know very strong conversational skills okay mm. All right. um, and are very you know, aware of the world well Okay, this is uh, that was an excellent joke. Terrible joke. Terrible I, I terrible want joke. to put the spotlight on that joke. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, he said it's like the. the no, he goes. Well, some jokes have written, some jokes. Some dinosaurs have very good literary skills. Uh, the saurus, for instance. I mean, let's, let's face it. That joke has been done by a three-year-old. Uh, <laughs> wow, you know, some French three-year-olds. Most three-year-olds can do. What is it about dinosaurs which is so fascinating to people? Why do we have so many dinosaurs in literature? I mean, yeah, I get it. They're big lizards. But isn't essentially, is, is the appeal the bigness of these things? Is that the reason why people love dinosaurs? we got lizards today. They're just not very big. But suddenly you make a lizard big and everybody wants to read a book about it. I don't get it. I don't really get it. No, I think it is the big. I mean, David, you watch like Sesame Street. They have, a, they have a big bird. Like, no... It was just a normal sized bird, nobody. Yeah, but big. Watch it, well, well big, I, big Bird. Is Big Bird the draw of that show, though? Is that the main reason why kids watch it? Definitely. I'd say it's cooking about monster. Chicken Little. Yeah. That's true, that did not do very well. And that's probably why, I mean, like, yeah, and, and the weird decision to have Chicken Little voiced by Zach Braff is just confusing mm. to me to this day. But no, um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't, where I come from Essex, like a geezer goes, all right, yeah, go down to the club and pull some big birds. They don't say, I'm just going to. Yeah? Pull some yeah, average-sized average birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Nobody goes out and says, I'm going to get an average-sized anything, really. Nobody really talks about average. Um, but what about the Smurfs? They're tiny. That's their main thing. The Smurfs tiny. are shit. Yeah, okay. she's right, they are shit. Okay, all right. How about the Munchkins and the Wizard of Oz? Yeah, they're quite good. Yeah. What about yeah. Micro Machines? Remember Micro Machines? I remember yeah. Micro Machines. Yeah, everybody remembers Micro Machines. I don't. Yeah. You don't remember Micro Machines? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh. But I think the much more successful Macro Machines <laughs> actually proves the point that you're making about dinosaurs, is that people prefer the bigger versions. Yeah. So, we're, sorry, I, I think I miss Macro Machines. What were, what were Macro Machines? It's <laughs> a like regular sized car. This <laughs> <laughs> is a regular sized car. So, yeah, like, cars. cars I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but cars, big cars are a lot more common mm. than micro cars. Mm. Yes. So um, they mm. win there already. A lot more popular. What do you think the ratio to micro machines to macro machines is? Oh, what do you what do you think the race, ratio to to dinosaurs to lizards is? Mm. Quite a bit. Well, I mean, it's infinity because there are zero dinosaurs. Well, there you go. Mm. 
Okay. Because I mean, for instance, like, uh, no, nobody okay. liked uh, Dinosaur Junior. They were pretty shit, weren't they? They were a great band. No, no, no shit. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, it was like Dinosaur Senior. Much better. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a dinosaur though. Isn't it? Like dinosaur seeing it is just dinosaur. Right? Um, okay, I, I, I take on point. That, uh, I take on board the point that like people love dinosaurs because they're big. Um, <laughs> I guess you convinced me. Um, but, uh, do, do, like, do, do you wish you do you wish you lived in a world where dinosaurs still walk the earth? Because I, I think they're dangerous. If they're that big, and as we see in this book. And all books that involve dinosaurs, at some point, those dinosaurs are going to step on someone. And like, do we really want to live in a world where like we have to worry about that sort of thing? I don't think people are really understanding what they're getting into when they start talking about like I wish dinosaurs were alive today. I mean, like a Stegosaurus. Is, uh, the apocryphal story is that they have a brain the size of a walnut. Is it? They don't. I mean, not, they're big, but not very intelligent, kind of thing. Whereas a sperm whale has um, testes the size of, of a Volkswagen. Right. That's much better. Are you, are, yeah. are you just comparing the sizes of different organs, of different creatures? What's the connection? I don't get your point. I, I mean, honestly, like, literally, you start with a Stegosaurus brain, then you move to a sperm whale's no, testicles. I'm scared of a, if I arouse a sperm whale because I'm an attractive man, I might, I, might, I, might, yeah, I might asphyxiate on whale cum, essentially. Whereas like a Stegosaurus... But wait, but the Stegosaurus is presumably on a large penis itself. Has it? I don't know. You're the expert, Sam. Yeah. Well, I feel as though dinosaurs haven't really been given their fair shape. You know, no one knows that they might have excellent accounting skills and um, other skills. You know, um, I think that generally speaking, you're sort of tarring dinosaurs all with the same brush. You know, we're not yeah. just talking about stegosauruses with tiny brains. We're also talking about tyrannosauruses. Yeah. Or velociraptors or diplodocuses. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the one with the thumb? Iguanodon. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's strong. I don't know why they called it an iguanodon. Buried the lead. They called it a thumbosaurus, really. <laughs> so it doesn't even look that much like an iguanodon, really. No. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, I got, I got, um, look, we're getting off topic. I don't know why you're so fascinated with like, like the size of... No, I'm, I'm saying that they're, not, they're kind of docile. They're, 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 we're cleverer than them, so we can outwit them, so nothing to be scared of. But well, we could seduce them as well, probably. Well, we could we seduce could, them, yeah. I mean, we, we're probably smart enough to trick them into what, uh, manipulating them in some way. What, into sex? <laughs> no, like, I'm just... And I'm, oh, come on, don't go there, yeah. but... I mean, you're the one who said seduce. <laughs> yeah, you did say seduce. And then you use the word trick. And it sounds like you're some sort of, like, Neil Strauss gaming the... Uh, right. are you, are you, would you neg a dinosaur? Would you neg a dinosaur? I'm just saying, our brains are the size of what? Like, an apple? Brains. Of a human brain. A human brain's like a really Grapefruit. big, well, a like big a apple. Yeah. Two hands. Cantaloupe. Yeah. A can, like a small cantaloupe. Yeah. Like a mini cantaloupe. Yeah, Mine's the size of a foot long hot dog. What a name. Oh, wait, another part. Also, it's the size of a foot long hot dog. That's why I put this big protrusion. That's why I put this big protrusion in my forehead. And that's why it's the uh, sexiest part of the it body. It's the weight of a quarter pounder. <laughs> Brain like a foot long. Um, yeah, no, it's it, look, it, it's uh, d- dinosaurs have tiny brains, but some of them might yeah, have more kind, than one. But don't don't just you're leaving out some vital information. What what size food is it? Is the brain the size of? Because you, you just say tiny, it could mean like it's one atom, and it it's not. It's like a walnut. 
right and and like our brain is like like a, either a 12 inch hot dog right. <laughs> or a small cantaloupe mm-hmm. so don't it it's really important i think I don't know why we, we, we assume that. Just because something is big, it means it's good at doing what it's meant to do. It could be You could be really big. Like, you could have a big brain and you could only use about 1% of it. What's the point? Yeah, but what about like an iPhone? <laughs> what, as a brain? No, but like an iPhone's really big and it's really good. They're not that big, iPhones. <laughs> but like, it's bigger than like a Nokia was. That's true. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know where you're going with this, but carry on. <laughs> carry on. Well, I just think I think sometimes, like Chin, you say things on this podcast that sound really good, mm. and then you put them under a microscope for like just a millisecond, and you realise this guy doesn't even know what size mm. the brain is of what piece of fruit. That's true. It's, it's, <laughs> and it's and it's just and I don't know. It just it just it just rubs me up the wrong way because I really like this podcast and I like that I can come onto it, but you never like say what size of fruit piece that things are the size of and I just wish that you would do it more because it helps me understand and it helps I'm sure the the, the book needs needs it so you wish for me to employ more <laughs> fruit and vegetable imagery in my descriptions of books well at least like if you're going like to Victorian times because then it also sets it in time and place you know so Victorian times were more what like in terms of Victorian fruit. Well, like, you're not allowed to like use like bananas and mangoes. You can't say. Okay. So like you got to like make sure it's right for the time the book was written. So it's just all apples and pears <laughs> and pears, possibly cra- grapes. Grapes. Mm-mm. What else do we? Wait, have? Wait, 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 you're saying they didn't have grapes in Victorian times. No, I'm sure. But they had wine. Yeah, they had wine, yeah, but they, they didn't have grapes. grapes. They <laughs> made the wine where That's the grapes right. were. They didn't have any Brought grapes the wine back over. So look, you see, this is. This is the kind of thing is that you, I think Chen, you sell yourself as this really smart guy, and you never like, <laughs> and you never like look like we're looking at Arthur Conan Doyle. Mm. Do you even know what his favorite fruit was? I don't actually. It was wheat. <laughs> it's not fruit. His favorite fruit was wheat. That's not fruit. Yeah, I but know. that's what he said. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like he, maybe Arthur Conan Doyle didn't know what fruit was. But yeah, maybe he didn't know. Yeah, Arthur yeah, but Gunn you're Dwarf. meant to know that. Okay, all right. So Arthur Conan Doyle didn't know what fruit was. Do you think that affected his uh, his writing? He kept referring to like all like look at the, with the all that wheat growing on the trees, and he plucked some wheat from the wheat tree and ate it, and said, mm, "This is the juiciest wheat well, I've ever eaten in my life." Exactly. Like, so I think it also put this into like uh, doubt, like sort of more wheat his- juice. Oh, don't mind if I do. <laughs> His interpretation of dinosaurs and, like, their role in society as well. So I think he was very close-minded and bigoted, actually, when he, he introduced dinosaurs in the book. He should have been more open to the dinosaurs maybe mm. being uh, a, a contemporary. That's true. I mean, would he, but he would have been comparing the size of dinosaurs' brains to wheat. <laughs> yeah, but he would have had, like, different fruits. He would have been, like, a small apple... A big but, apple. Yeah. <laughs> but it's clear, that, a, a it's clear that he didn't know what fruit was. If he if he thought wheat was a fruit, he clearly didn't know what fruits were. Right. Well, I think that's up for debate. <laughs> and I think I think I'm glad we got Sam here because I think he's really going to help shine some light on this. Okay. Because... I mean, if you say so, if you say so, I, I I feel I'm just glad we're talking about the book again. Um, and you've mentioned Arthur Conan Doyle. Um. I, I wanted to um, talk about uh, the way that this book is about, I guess, it's trying to be scientific. Like, the main character is a guy called 
Professor George Edward Challenger, uh, who sets out to this, uh, to explore this region of South America after um, saying that, oh, I found dinosaurs living in this uncharted region of South America. Um, and how it's all phrased as a sort of scientific expedition. Um, but what what do you think? Do you think there's like um, any point in exploration anymore? Most of the world has been discovered. This is talking about a time in the world where there were parts of the world yeah. which held a bit of mystery. And it did seem plausible that you might have a dinosaur out there. Do you, take, do you, do you think that the world has lost a lot of its sense of mystery now? Like post the days of... Professor Challenger and Arthur Conan Doyle. Well, I want to find a dinosaur, and I'm going to keep on looking until I find one. What are you going to do with that dinosaur? I'm going to have sex with it. <laughs> I'm going to cheat on my wife with a dinosaur, and I don't care who knows it. Well, because, yeah, obviously not you <laughs> broadcasting on the podcast. Well, I, uh, Barry, that's a really, really odd thing to do, if I don't say so myself. I mean, I mean, I know that, like, we, are you one of the people that buys these works of dinosaur erotica that Sam alluded to at the beginning of the show? I didn't know they existed until the, right this moment. Really? So I'm excited to get home and read that. Oh, you're in for a treat. Oh, Why are you in for a treat? <laughs> Is it? It's just, it, this genre, it just caters for everyone's taste. You know, whether you want to imagine you're a prehistoric cave girl looking after your flock of sheep, then mm. rudely interrupted in doing so by a large but very sexy pterodactyl um, who might whisk you off somewhere. Or, you know, if you're a huntress, you know, leading hunts of prehistoric game and you stumble upon a triceratops or T-Rex that just takes your fancy. Or if you're working in the financial sector and your boss happens to be a dinosaur of some description. Why does it have to be all so elaborate? Like, like, like whatever happened to just men and women having sex? I don't know what's wrong but, but with that. That's not so sexy, is it? If you think about other yeah. forms of erotica, you know, you can't just be, and then they had sex. You know, if that was the first sentence of a book. What about you can't start the book with the word and as well. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's just a one sentence <laughs> book, and then they had sex. Oh, well, it's got to be one. Yeah. Yeah. That's me done. <laughs> The and implies it's an addition to something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I mean, so, can you just have sex with an alligator? Why would the one they around in dinosaur time? They're kind of a bit more. I think what's to... interesting about the dinosaurs is that there is that little element of mystery. You know, there's that sort of Christian Grey esque element to them. You know, whereas yeah. an alligator is a fucking alligator. True. Mm-hmm. Do you ever look at a, tricer- like a triceratops and think I could change him? I think that's it, you know, they're so stubborn and, you know, try one. And you just think, God, if only I could take you home to my mother. But as you are now, you've just got to up your game. Yeah, yeah. You, as you are now, you can't fit through the door. I can change you. I, I, I can like, change you so you can fit through the door. Some people like parents. bad dinosaurs, you know. Um, um, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I've remained unconvinced about this dinosaur erotica. I guess I'd have to hear some or read some like um, if I was to be convinced what? personally well that, that's actually quite fortuitous <laughs> <laughs> I, I have um, a few little examples here if, you, if you'd like me to um, sort of introduce you to the, the world I, I have been a bit concerned that we've been doing a bit too much sex on this podcast and well, let me, let me I, 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 there's only so many sort of content warnings I can record before an episode <laughs> and um, it, it's kind of time consuming nobody ever tells you how con- time consuming Recording t- content warnings. Oh. Surely it takes about twelve seconds. No, you got to really choose your words carefully. I, 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 I really like. A, it, it takes way too much time. Wh- which words do you normally choose? 
content and warning. Those yeah. sound like a good start. That's, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You're halfway there, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much. But then you've got to explain what those, the content is and what the warnings are. So yeah. mm. I'm curious to hear this dinosaur erotica. Okay. I'm curious to hear but, this content warning. Okay, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe later. Maybe later. Okay, so you're going to record the content warning after exposing people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, let's do the content warning after. Should we practice? Yeah, okay, yeah. go on. Oh, I thought you were going to record it after. You're going to do the content warning. Are you doing it now? I've, yeah, I've got to record it after you've re- read the dialogue. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay, so this is uh, an excerpt from uh, a book called My Billionaire Triceratops Craves Gay Ass uh, by the author Chuck Tingle. And I'll just quick give you a quick synopsis so you're not sort of just... Scrabbling around. Oh, please, please catch us up. Previously on my <laughs> previously in my previously my billionaire triceratops craves gay ass. Cool. Jeremy has a pet dinosaur called Oliver, who happens to be a triceratops. He's not really sure where he stands. He's a bit of a layabout at at home. But then Oliver strikes it big uh, in the financial sector, and he leaves home to pursue his dreams of becoming a burlesque dancer. <laughs> Years later, the two of them reconnect for dinner in New York City and realise that there may have been more to their relationship besides prehistoric pet and master. Now a wealthy socialite, Oliver the Triceratops is willing to take another chance on Jeremy and soon the two find themselves locked in a passionate evening of gay human dino love. Now, this is the quote. Oliver's scales feel rough but pleasant against my face, a reminder of his beastly dominance as he takes my hands and pushes them back above my head. I rub my fingers across Oliver's toned abs, even more impressive than the last time I saw them on our family vacation to Greece. <laughs> You've been working out, I managed to say through the flurry of kisses. Dancing, he responds, it's good for a dinosaur's bard. From this angle, I can see his incredible body, toned and muscular, due to a rigid dance routine that could only be accomplished by the most disciplined of prehistoric creatures. Finally, I'm just too horny to take it any longer. I pull Oliver out of my mouth and desperately command, Fuck me right now. I need you in my asshole with that Triceratops dick. Oliver shakes his head in mock disappointment. What are we going to do with you? Such a nasty little human twink. You need a real dinosaur to show you how to fuck. He feels incredible inside of me. Now a seasoned gay lover who knows exactly where to thrust within a man. I can feel a prostate orgasm slowly slowly creeping across my body, pulling inside of me with more and more power until it finally explodes across me in a sensual wave. Okay. Yeah. I might need a moment. (laughs) So now now we're going to do the content warning. Content warning. Triceratops dick. Um, Look. Can I just say... That, you see, that didn't take very long. <laughs> I may have to give it more thought. I'm still kind of, like, like mulling over that. Is it just me, or is that, like, if it weren't for the fact that he constantly referred to him as a triceratops, there'd be no way of knowing that he was, in fact, a triceratops. <laughs> it's just a bloke. Oliver's just a bloke <laughs> that's just referred to, for whatever reason, by his lover as being a triceratops. Mm. Yeah, there's no... In fact, if you chop- chopped out all references to triceratops in that, like, uh, excerpt, there's no way to have known that it's one of the lovers is a triceratops. What about the scales? Scales. Mm. Scales. You could have had that eczema. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit as if oh, I'm feeling horny. Yeah. Had no, that no, no, the dinosaur's not feeling horny. So, yeah. The man's feeling horny. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, but he's yeah, literally to feeling get the horns. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I don't know. I, 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 would, I was kind of expecting something that was a bit more hmm, scientifically <laughs> accurate, <laughs> I guess. You were expecting something scientifically accurate from a man having yes, anal sex yes, with yes. a triceratops. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. In my, in my story of dinosaur erotica, if I was going to pitch one, it wouldn't be like, like that. It would be m- more scientifically accurate. Um, it would be about a man who breaks into the Natural History Museum at night and starts using the bones to get himself off. I'd call it a night at the museum to jump them bones. <laughs> oh. I feel like you're missing a trick with around bonus, maybe, I don't know. Oh yeah, that's possible yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. That could be one of the lines in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at those bones, I got a boner. <laughs> yeah. I'm so maybe, so maybe not quite as elegant as that. <laughs> that was like, too elegant. Yeah, it was way too elegant. That was uh, like uh, uh, maybe something like a uh, me got bone for you <laughs> boner <laughs> full stop oh I like this it's, it's, it's interesting that you bring up the idea of writing your own pitch in because I actually think this is a, an industry that is ripe for the for the plucking and can we make it a little less sexual maybe like if you're going to pitch us on this idea maybe not use such charged language well, I, I feel as though you know these books usually aren't more than 14 or 15 pages long you know I feel like we could probably write one right now right here uh, in the space of this podcast uh, you may it sounds like you may already have been thinking about this on some subconscious <laughs> level anyway it's possible it's possible okay I mean I did say I didn't want this to be turned into the sex podcast but Look, if if there's money to be made, and, and I think there's a lot of money to be made, and it doesn't you know? rec- it doesn't sound like you have to do that much work for it either. No, I literally just think you need a basic outline of a plot, and then the dis- ability to describe sex with some references to so dinosaurs. Fourteen, fifteen pages. Yeah, and apparently you don't even have to use both your hands whilst you're writing it. As yeah, well. exactly. Yeah. It's it's you can multitask and, <laughs> if you'd like. Yes, exactly. All and, right, and all then right. Just publish it online, you know, and set it off for uh, maybe ninety nine p on Amazon to start with, okay. and just watch that. Sweet, sweet coin come flooding in. All right. Okay. I, I guess what you're suggesting then is like we possibly retool the show to have like a competition to see who can have, who can write the best dinosaur erotica and then make money. I like where you're going. Okay. All right. So are you happy to judge our efforts then? I, I would be honored to judge your efforts. All right. All right. Give us a second whilst I um, hit the retooling button. Uh, on this, uh, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not the retooling button. That was the wrong button. This is it. Hold on. This is a long theme. Okay, all right. That's did you write this one again? No, no, I did not. I did not. Wow, that's a really long theme. Okay, all right, enough. We get the idea. Okay, we've retold the show. Okay, um, welcome back to the show. Uh, hopefully, this will be more lucrative than the previous one. Um, we're here to decide who is going to be the next literary star of the dinosaur erotica world. Um, everybody's got their prepared excerpts, I believe, and I think uh, Sam and I will be judging uh, the best uh, I'll be, uh, the best entries that we have, uh, if you catch my drift. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, you catch my drift. <laughs> uh, so um, the first round will be uh, judging um, the excerpts for accuracy. 
Accuracy is important in the world of dinosaur erotica. I don't want to be reading any dinosaur erotica and just find narrative goofs, uh, flubs, flub lines, and just like, like continuity errors, you know? Like the continuity error, for example, of having a Tyrannosaurus and a and, and a Ankylosaurus in the same fiction, because we both know that they're from to two to totally different time periods. Mm. You know, in many ways, I never got over the fact that Jurassic Park was called Jurassic Park because everybody knows there were dinosaurs from all over different. Like there was Triassic period uh, as well as Jurassic period. Uh, and Cretaceous, and Cretaceous as well. Most of them the Cretaceous period, and it took me out of the book. I don't want to be taken out of this work of dinosaur erotica, so I'll be, I'll be keeping an eye. Well, what have you called the park then? I would call it Dino Park. That's a good name. Yeah, <laughs> better title, isn't it? Dino Park. Yeah. All right, all right. So who's gonna go first then? And by the way, we will be eliminating people. Oh. As the rounds go on, we will be eliminating until one person is crowned. King or Queen of Dino Porn. <coughs> so Alice, are you going first? Yes, this is um I think they call it crossover crossover erotic fan fiction. Oh, so it's like Ready Player One but with dicks. Mm. <laughs> Mr. Ben leaves his house at 52 Festive Road wearing a black suit and a bowler hat. Mr. Ben has received an invitation to a fancy dress party, so he visits his local costume shop. A mustachioed, fez-wearing shopkeeper appears and encourages Mr. Ben to try on a dinosaur outfit. Hmm, what's this door here? Mr. Ben asks. It is a magic door at the back of the changing room. Mr. Ben is transported to another time. What's this? says Mr. Ben. It looks scaly and big. It's a sleeping dinosaur! Mr. Ben approaches the Tyrannosaurus Rex. As he slowly gets closer, he notices the beast's gigantic dong. <laughs> what girth, Mr. Ben says. He is so enticed by the monster's scaly member, he feels he must touch it. Mr. Ben slowly rubs the dinosaur's dick, and the beast awakens, if you know what I mean. Winky face. The T-Rex stands to attention and grabs Mr. Ben's head. He pushes it... <laughs> he pushes it down to his cock and thrusts his cock into Mr. Ben's minuscule mouth. <laughs> the beast turns Mr. Ben over and fucks Mr. Ben from behind. Riding him like a pterodactyl. <laughs> Mr. Ben moans in pain and pleasure as he comes in his pants. <laughs> Holy shit, says Mr. Ben. The beast jizzes his load inside Mr. <laughs> inside Mr. Ben's ass and immediately falls asleep. <laughs> Oh, fuck! How am I meant to explain the jizz in this costume? Mr. Ben says as he goes back through the magic door. It was worth it, though. It was worth it. Mr. Ben winked. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that entry. Oh, um... I have one question. Why was he still in his pants? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> just the front of his pants. He just pulled down the back of his pants. Also, what costume was he wearing? <laughs> dinosaur costume. Okay. Right. Oh, so the dinosaur thought that he was a dinosaur. Yeah. Oh, I was poetry um, in motion. I was a little bit concerned um, at the opening where <clears throat> the dinosaur wasn't conscious and yet Mr. Ben seemed to be taking advantage of this unconscious dinosaur. It raised some uncomfortable questions of consent, but the minute the T-Rex grabbed him by the head and forced him down onto his clock, I was like, oh, clearly he's into it as well. So that was all right. I am a little bit... Okay, we were talking about scientific accuracy. Unless Mr. Ben's head is huge, there's no way a T-Rex is going to get his head down to his cock. He may have had a small penis. Yeah, T-Rex have tiny little arms, oh, yes, so it's like right. that whole thing, you know, size of the feet, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so you, either the T-Rex's cock was huge, or Mr. Ben's lower jaw was massive. <laughs> yeah, but Miss, Mr. Ben was wearing a hat that had like a handle that protruded like about a metre and a half okay. on back. On I find it interesting head. that you are making excuses for your competitor. <laughs> I don't know why you have to, you don't have to help Alice, Josh. You are competing against her. Um, but thank you for that note as well. Uh, uh, a hat with handles, okay. I, I'm with Chino a little bit on some of the practicalities mm-hmm. of this. Um, so while I liked the head pushing, similarly, um, I thought it sort of had a touch on sort of head pushing in general. Um, and, you know, if we're talking about sort of consensual sex and where where the sort of mm. bl- boundary might blur on that, I liked, I liked mm-hmm. where you were going with that. But as we just discussed, T-Rexes did have very small arms. <laughs> Yeah. And so if, if you've got yeah. a T-Rex, which is, you know, a good 15 feet high, yeah. and then you've got Mr. Ben, yeah. who is notoriously short. Yeah. He even has a minuscule mouth, so you can't even get out of that. You can't even, you even like, this is exactly the sort of continuity errors that I was afraid might trip up yeah. some of our writers here Maybe there are uh, dinosaur used one of those hand grabbers. Again, you don't have to, you don't have to explain your competitors' like mistakes. If anything, you should see this as a lesson to learn from, Barry. Oh, I should have done an iguanodon. Uh, maybe oh. you should have. With the big thumbs? Oh, yeah. That, maybe that with the big thumb, he could have definitely gone down to his cock. But I did like a lot of the imagery, though. And I like the crossover aspects. I mean, people love that these days. They lo- I, I made the comparison of Ready Player One before, right? Yeah. People love that nostalgia stuff. Remember Mr. Ben? Here he is fucking a dinosaur. <laughs> Exactly. That's a, it's a double nostalgia. Remember Mr. Ben and remember the dinosaurs. Of course, exactly. you know. And, you know, people who had a bit of a thing for Mr. Ben, which, let's face it, who didn't. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're yeah. going to be really titillated by this. Is that, is that another subgenre as well, like an erotic Mr. Ben <laughs> fan I mean, fiction? Maybe if, maybe if it isn't, it should be. <laughs> well, yeah, he know. does always get himself into sort of scrapes, yeah. s- situations. I mean, we are looking for two things here today uh, hotness and money. My money and hotness is what I'm looking for. I see a lot of money there. I see a lot of heat in the writing. But I don't know if I'm picking up on the scientific accuracy, which is the third column I just mentioned right now. Um, I, I liked the reference to a scaly member. That, mm, that was something that maybe even Chuck Tingle hadn't mm-hmm. thought of. You know, By all accounts, previous yeah. dinosaurs just have penises like a man's, just yeah. massive. Whereas this was scaly. I, I'd yeah. maybe like to feel a little bit more focus on that like what would the scales feel like inside mm, of Mr. Ben and mm, 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 mm. <laughs> um, 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 yes exactly exactly does like it, it's it, this is the sort of detail which I think Chuck Tingle doesn't get into like I said before I complained that like it could have been anybody 
Exactly. Uh, the fact that like um the, the triceratops is called Oliver and has a job, like it's like <laughs> come on, Nate. You know you're not really a dinosaur, are you? You right. just like he's just, just... control F. Hasn't yeah, he? exactly. You've just replaced like the word bank manager with triceratops and thought nobody would notice. Yeah. But there, I got a real sense of the dinosaur. But well done, well done. Thank I think you. Like, um, that was a, that was a strong start. Um, who who's next? Who's next? <clears throat> Barry, Barry, you look like All right. you were... Uh... <laughs> I'm going to have to do mine now. It's not finished. It's draft. I mean, what I, I would say that nothing, nothing in Dinosaur Erotica is truly finished. Ah, that's true. You're only finished... You're only finished when I finish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is another crossover. It's been, we'll have to work out yourself what the crossover is. Okay. Through it. Uh, it begins like this. Honey came in and caught me red-handed, creeping with a dinosaur. Picture this, we were both buck, na- buck naked, banging a dinosaur. How could I forget that I'd given her an extra genetic key? <coughs> All the time she was standing there, she never took her eyes off me and the dinosaur, which was very big. <laughs> and then there's uh, Shaggy's bit. Wait, Shaggy's in this? <laughs> hold on, hold on. You, you really, I, I, can I just stop? I don't want to interrupt you, but like, I would have liked a bit more context as to why Shaggy suddenly just turned up in this story. I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming. I like to be prepared. Uh, he's, uh, he's just in it. He does a, he does a uh, crazy rap. Okay, all right. Here's the thing. Obviously, this is a verse version of It Wasn't Me. Shaggy's bit is exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> so I, I don't need to do it because you will know it off by heart. Is Shaggy not at all... I'm sorry to jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, bit yeah. more rude than we were with Alice, but I just there's a few burning questions here. Is Shaggy not aware at all that there's a dinosaur involved in this sexual? Shaggy is afterwards. Fire? He's telling he's telling Shaggy about the encounter, and he's left. I feel like this is dinosaur. information we should definitely front load. At okay, I'll start doing story. it. Yeah, okay. Right. I, I missed out the. I'm just a bit confused. I need a I'm just a bit confused. Okay, yo, man, yo, open up, man. What do you want, man? Who's talking here? Uh, Shaggy and uh, Ricardo Duchamp. <laughs> maybe, maybe give us a dramatist persona of like, okay. um, who's involved in this story. Uh, right. Uh, so this is Ricardo going, yo, man. And Shaggy says, yo. Mm-hmm. And then Ricardo goes, open up, man. Mm-hmm. And Shaggy goes, what do you want, man? And Ricardo goes, my girl just caught me. And Shaggy goes, you let her catch you? Uh, and Ricardo goes, I don't know what happens, man. Uh, and Shaggy goes, with who? And then Ricardo goes, with a dinosaur. <laughs> and he goes, man, I don't want to do... Blah, blah, blah. Say it wasn't you. That's his suggestion. Uh, and he goes, honey, he goes <laughs> man, I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. It wasn't you. <laughs> Just say it wasn't you. That's Shaggy's idea. Man, you really want to cut to the whole dinosaur Shaggy scene. <laughs> Shaggy story. feels that it's going to be... She'll be so blinded by the fact that it was a dinosaur that mm. she'll forget all about that it was him and a dinosaur. Okay, so now you've set up the premise yeah. of story. Continue. Honey came and called me red-handed, creeping with a dinosaur. Picture this, we're both back naked, banging a dinosaur. Here's a threesome. (laughs) (laughs) How could I forget that I'd given her an extra genetic key? Uh, All the time she was never standing there, never took the eyes of me and the dinosaur. Uh, Then there's Shaggy's bit, which as I said is the same. Uh, (laughs) The same as what? (laughs) The original song. So... How would you give your <laughs> so I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> but she called me on the counter, it wasn't me. Saw me banging a dinosaur, it wasn't me. I even had sex on the dinosaur, it wasn't me. 
And she caught me on camera, which was quite a scientific coup. <laughs> it wasn't me. She saw the plates on the back of the uh, Stegosaurus. It wasn't me. Heard the words that I told the Stegosaurus. It wasn't me. Heard the dinosaurs roar get louder. It wasn't me. And she stayed till it was over as well, which I thought was interesting. And that's as far as I've got. Okay, all right. Thank you very much, Barry, for that. Uh, uh, it's not really a story, is it? It's a song. It's a song. It is a song. But I, uh, nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I, Sam, has there been much in the way of like dinosaur erotica music? No, there hasn't. So we're, we may be breaking new ground. Um, I will say what, Dan, you've done well is you've uh, written... Barry. Barry. You've written... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just remind me of a friend. You've written uh, both the best and the worst dino erotica song that I've heard today. Ah, that's good. So that's good. Just pat yourself on the back. Um, yeah, but I, I just feel as though... How would we monetize this? You know, the purpose of this exercise is to generate sales. And what sort of platform are you going to put this on? Maybe How, what are you going to charge for it? Title, but I'm title. Okay, so you want to negotiate a deal with Jay Z? With Jay Z, I think he'd be interested in it. Okay, okay, okay. Rockefeller Records. Right. Okay. You, I, I assume you'd have to get Shaggy on board because you can't do his bit. I can't do his bit. You can't do his bit. <laughs> so Shaggy would have to be on board. He's and... not done anything since the nineties, though. So true, I think he'd be up for it. Wasn't did that song come out in the two thousands? So. Yeah, but he didn't do it. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. But okay, this this is problematic to me because it means that like you have already taken a pre-existing property. Mm. We may have to pay money to yeah. other people who might not be happy about the fact that you basically repurposed their song to make it about dinosaur porn. Mm. Um, that's a problem. See a lot. I see a lot of heat. Don't see a lot of money. Uh, well, you know, I'm an advertising executive. I'll be able to advertise it. Mm. That'd be good. It seems to me that you'd probably make more money just doing your normal job than normal job branching into like mm, dinosaur a... erotica song parodies. Yeah. Well, it's expensive, my lifestyle. You, okay, so you need to do dinosaur porn on the side to make yeah. sure you like. Makes, make, but it's, make, makes money. Okay, That's I don't why need I'm your, here. Okay, I don't need your backstory. I don't need <laughs> that much of your backstory for this. So let's let's like I, I would say that like let's let's try and break down what you've done there. Mm. Some of the sex scenes were being told after the fact. You didn't get really into the nitty gritty in the same way that Alice did. I don't think you felt. I don't feel yeah. like you engaged with the erotica aspect. Well, it's a PG song. Uh, it's a PG. There's a clean version as well, which rather than using the word banging, they use the word making love. Okay, all right, yeah. Okay, so that, that's helpful. You do realise what the point of erotica is, though, right? It's like you can't really have PG erotica. Um, no. Well, you can. Maybe that's a new market. Erotica for the under-12s. Oh, Barry, Barry, Barry. No, I don't want to market erotica to the under-12s. I, I, I don't, I think it's a bad area to get into. Yeah, probably. Call it Dinosaur Porn Junior. That's actually That's crap, sorry. No, that's good. Never apologise. Never apologise and stop helping your competition. Okay, stop helping the competition. And also, listen to the advice of Shaggy. Uh, if you do a bad joke, just say it wasn't you. 
really hard when you've just delivered the joke, though. Like, like you say, like, oh, this is a bad joke. Oh, it wasn't me. You didn't laugh. That's yeah, but she got the guy on camera, and he's still gonna claim it wasn't him. Yeah. I, well, this is the other thing that I'd like, I, I, I want to talk about is the idea that, like, uh, yeah, you got the dinosaur on camera, and you make uh, you allude to the fact that, like, um, this is a genuine sort of like coup, a scientific mm. coup. But I think it's also going to be overshadowed by the fact that he's having sex with the dinosaur. Yeah. And, like. Uh, <laughs> It's, well, it's, I think I think that would be a coup as well. That's that's true. Yeah, that would be a coup. All uh, dinosaurs are female as well. No, that's just Jurassic Park. Well, this the is case. a dinosaur from Jurassic Park. Okay, you're, you're already you're, you're 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 going into too many pre-owned existing properties here. We, I don't want to I don't want to give Spielberg and Crichton any more money than they already have. Yeah, they got a lot of money. Yeah, they do. I mean, this is a this is a valiant effort. This is a violent effort, Barry. Um, I just don't know if we're going to be able to monetize it. And also, I didn't find it that sexy. It wasn't that sexy. Uh, I feel like um, you could have spent more time just talking about just even the dinosaur's cock, uh, <laughs> expressing that Shaggy is also getting turned on by this, hearing the story yeah. of his friend having sex with a dinosaur. If Shaggy was like saying, just say it wasn't you, but tell me and go into more salacious detail about how you were caught having sex with a dinosaur. Yeah, that's true. And he's, and maybe have Shaggy sort of like, as he's listening to his friend's story, start masturbating under the table. <laughs> I think Shaggy probably was doing that. Well, you'll never know because you you completely glossed over his bit. Fair enough. I I think in my writing, I'm like the uh, Hemingway of uh, dinosaur porn. In that a lot of my writing happens in the gaps between the words. Okay, that's not going to really cut it though for this uh, yeah. on this show, unfortunately, Barry. Uh, I I'm, I don't know. I it's it's a it's a pass from me. I, I feel like when. When I'm hearing these things and I'm in the zone of Dinosaur Erotica Judge, my, the one thought I have in my head is how easily can I masturbate to this? Mm. And mm. with yours, Dan, it, w- it was just too superficial. Barry. Barry, Barry. Barry. <laughs> it was just too superficial. It was too quick. Um, and maybe the sex was quick, but you need to go into the detail about why That's it was quick. True. You know, Maybe they were just so overwhelmed by the But the, the concern is more about his girl catching him. That's the but that's not sexy, Barry. <laughs> Maybe it is for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a different fetish. Don't we don't want to confuse too many fetishes in this sort of thing. Um, thank you very much, uh, Dan slash Barry. Um, we will. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, don't call us. We'll call you. Um, who's next? Uh, yeah, I can ask them. You're, you're giving marks for scientific accuracy, right? For this round, yes. Okay, brilliant. Uh, mother died today, or was it yesterday? Either way, it was definitely some time within the Cretaceous period. Uh, I denuded him of his glam attire with my shiny talons, revealing a pathetic sinewy spine. I whipped out my terrible lizard and smothered it in butter, like my mate Marlon Brandosaurus in that film, Last Tango in Pangaea. (laughs) It was difficult to put a condom on by virtue of my diminutive upper limbs, so I went in bare back. Fuck it. Herpes is temporary, but dinosaurs last forever. I slipped it in and then thrusted back and forth, back, back, forth and forth, back, back, forth and forth, like the Wu-Tang Clan in Gravel Pit, the video, the video of which was definitely set in the Cretaceous period. His anus, which was about the size of a papaya, yielded favourably, and he groaned in pleasure. Wave after wave of white gold spewed out, overflowing out of his prehistoric hole and creeping upwards like fern trees, which also definitely existed in the prehistoric time. <laughs> He smiled as he coughed up clumps of congealed Cretaceous semen. How do you like me now, Mark Bolan? I'm the real T-Rex, bitch. 
It's my story. <laughs> oh, wow. You see, I can always rely on Haran to provide, like, uh, bits of dinosaur erotica that really makes you think. He's not just content to go for my dick. He goes for my brain, the most erogenous zone of all. My footlong brain. <laughs> um... Wow, Sam, what do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm sort of like, I, 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 I'm a little bit flushed. Yeah, I, I was blown away by the energy in that. Oh, good, good point. I also liked the allegorical and pop cultural references that were sort of framed for the time. Very good. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Maybe a little bit too clever. You know, I, really, I feel I mean, that's my challenge. You know, I feel like if you read some of the stuff that's out there already, yeah, we don't really have any intellect behind that. You know, okay. like you don't want the readers to be thinking, yeah. oh, what a clever witticism about Marlon Brando okay. uh, or Brandosaurus, was it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but having said all that, I really did like the fruit size references. Um, you know, that really yes, allowed me to place myself. Good. That was yeah. good. Um, that was very good. I like that. Um, you know what, Sam? I'm gonna have to disagree with you because, like, maybe it's just me, but I, I personally, when I'm pleasuring myself, I love hearing references to other things. As, like, as I'm just sort of like, as I'm enjoying porn, if like if I'm watching the porn and the person, the porn actors suddenly turn to the camera and say, "Don't have a cow, man," I go, oh, "Simpsons," and then, Ugh! that's my favorite. That's my favorite. If you can get like references to loads of stuff, I like being reminded of other forms of pop culture. Mm, what do you want I'm is some kind of Peter K porn. Well, maybe not Peter <laughs> K. Like like I said before. If Ready Player One was like a porn, that would be my perfect porn, effectively. It'd be like, remember Thundercats? Ah, yes, I do. I Thank do you very much. <laughs> do, 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 do you remember Mr. Ben? See, the same thing. Same thing. Um, I think Haran's really gone for it. He's really, really gone for it. He's not, he's not holding anything back. You've got a little bit of everything there. You've got the graphic sexual depiction. You've got the references to other properties. Although that might be a problem. We might have to get clearance for those uh, uh, other references. But maybe we'll be able to justify it on grounds of parody and fair use. Uh, um, but it's, I, I love the imagery. I love the way you've described um, semen as white gold. Which was at first confusing because they're two different colours. But, like, uh, but it, it, then I realised what he was going for. He was talking about cum. So, and I thought, I'm back on board again. I'm back on board. Um, yeah, this is great. Like, like the Iguanodon, two big thumbs up. Absolutely. I love the scientific accuracy as well. It felt mm-hmm. very grounded in the Cretaceous period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that came through. Constant references to the Cretaceous period <laughs> really made me think it was set in the Cretaceous period. Yeah. Yep. It's like if... Uh, if a uh, sense of sensibility just opened with it's the Victorian times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not, not sense Victorian yeah. times. Well, if it was. <laughs> Everybody yeah. knows that sense and sensibility opens up like um, London, the Cretaceous period. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Harry. I think that was a, that was a strong contender. Um, who's up last, but no, by no means least? you got to bring it. We've had some strong contenders. Josh, what do you got for us? They've been really good, but I think I've kind of cracked it because I think one of the things that most people think of when they think of dinosaurs Mm -hmm. is um, sort of like neo-Gothic Catalan architecture. (laughs) So my my, um, story is set in Barcelona (laughs) in 1926 in an alternate universe where Gaudi was at, wasn't actually killed by a tram, 
Gaudi was actually saved. Try that on for size. Okay, I like where this is going. I like where this is going. Okay. I'm kind of semi-erect already. <laughs> I'll begin. Okay, Anthony Gaudi walked across the street as a tram whizzed towards the old man. A pterodactyl swooped down and grabbed him out the way just in time, stopping him from being atomized by the tram. What's your name, he said in Catalan. <laughs> to the elegant pterodactyl in a red ball gown. <laughs> How can I ever repay you, he said in Catalan. My name's Barbara, and I'm late. <laughs> I recognised you from the rooftop, rooftops of Casa Batio. That's how you actually say it. <laughs> I'm just on my way to a massive dino orgy. Wanna come, big boy? She said in Catalan. Anthony couldn't believe his luck. He'd spent his whole life trying to make his buildings look like dinosaurs, so he could touch them up without having to ask. Barbara picked Anthony up by his shoulders. <laughs> he grabbed his briefcase and they flew away. They arrived at a dark alley. He just realised that they'd been flown half the way to, to, to Valencia. It was, it was night time now. Her elegant backlight wings flapped in the air, getting Anthony ready for what was to come. On the way, they spoke about the nuances of pairing Rioja and Chorizo. <laughs> They arrived and knocked on, knocked on a door. A small consignathus voice asked for the password, but Barbara uttered the beautiful phrase, I'm here for Dinopus. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony couldn't believe his luck. He'd been the only human invited to a lesbian dino orgy. <laughs> they descended the stairs and he couldn't believe it even more. There were 37 consignathuses. They all turned to look at the 73-year-old white-bearded man. <laughs> he was as hard as a diplodocus. Barbara flew around a bit in the dungeons while 22 of the consignathuses put their tails together and boned Anthony Cowdy's bum. <laughs> he came instantly because it looked like buildings. <laughs> they were just getting started. And that's, that's, the, that's the bit that I... I, I thought I'd cut it off there because after that it sort of spirals a bit out of control. <laughs> okay, I I I I really liked the uh, a uh, the way you've ended it at the 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 peak of sexual frisson there. Um, a, a brave choice because usually um, most erotic uh, fiction builds that moment and then likes to bask in the warm afterglow. But here you kind of like. Yeah, 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 you've got us all pumped up and all hot and bothered, but you've kind of withheld the actual sort of release. Well, it's the prequel to the sequel. Well, I was going to say that you were going to, you were about to, uh, you, you, you're cashing in on the uh, the edging market here. Mm. What you've done is written a bit of dinosaur erotica, designed and marketed towards um, the edging people uh, community, people who deliberately withhold um, the uh, the pleasure of the orgasm. Uh, but um, I don't know. I I don't know if they they are a huge market I don't necessarily think we need to tap into that most people just actually like to bust their nut when they're reading like, erotica right I feel you might have taken the risk too far in trying to just withhold that uh, well, you if, need the release you if, the if release. you're not trying to make art I mean then if you just want to sort of sell stuff and make bank I mean I'm here trying to make art 
and immortalize something that's going to stand for all time. Like we have been very, very upfront about the fact that we're just doing this for the the money and the hotness. Okay, well let's have look at Gaudi's buildings. They're still there today, and they're the most visited of all all the buildings, making more money over time than any other of his contemporaries. And they're also and why do you think that's the case? Because they look like dinosaur dongs. Yeah. Right. Okay. But and but like I would also counter that the cathedral is not finished yet, and it's a little bit disappointing. Yeah, but how much money has it made for the city? How many people go to Barcelona to visit that? Mm, I don't have the numbers to hand. So. I do. They have. They get at least twenty billion mm. a day. <laughs> at least. I feel this is like details you could actually include in your erotic fiction as so well. So this should so have gone. It uh, should have gone to the story. Well, I think you should have like explained like um the tourism industry of Barcelona and how dependent upon uh, Gaudi Fair. is. And also in this work of literature, Gaudi didn't die, so I assume he would have lived to see the finish his cathedral finished, the Sagrada Sagrada Familias. No, well, he actually stayed in. Well, I don't want to give. A... <laughs> Spoiler alert. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we might hear I, at the moment. At the moment, I just feel like a person who's listening to their neighbour drop one shoe on the ground and you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's my problem here. That's isn't, my problem. isn't that kind of the whole point, though, considering that the main character is Gaudi and mm. his cathedral is unfinished, mm. that this work isn't quite finished and it leaves you on that like that edge of unfinished yeah, edge. Uh, sexual yeah. satisfaction? Uh, I don't know, Sam. I mean, like maybe that's for some people, but I'm a real meat and potatoes come as soon as possible kind of guy yeah i don't like to mess about boom that's it that's it i just think you know these are sort of almost structural changes that could be maybe ironed out in the editing and there are some elements i really did like it you know i I think that um the fact that this is about dino puss as you so elegantly put it yeah dino puss very rare to have female dinosaurs being the ones receiving the the sex a lot of the time it's male dinosaurs having sex with women or men very rare to have it the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a slight quibble in that a pterodactyl isn't technically a dinosaur, but what is same, a pterodactyl? It's, it's a big it's a type of fish. Yes, yeah, flying lizard thing, but not a dinosaur. Okay, so, so it isn't a fish. Yeah, but in popular parlance, it's the same thing. Oh, well, that's just dinosaur racism. They all the same to you, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Okay. <laughs> Didn't pterodactyls have feathers? All dancers have feathers, right? This is all scientific conjecture. This is, and like, um, I think like this is a conversation for another day. Let's like, I, I I, I guess, (laughs) dinosaur day. Is that a thing? When are you going to schedule this conversation in? On dinosaur day, I've decided. Official dinosaur day. Let's in twenty years time. If we're not married, let's all meet up on dinosaur day and have this conversation. Sounds great. Mm. All right. So like, we've heard all the excerpts now. I think we have to come to a judgment, um, Sam. Uh, well, obviously, I didn't like Barry's. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say it straight out that Barry's was clearly the weakest. <laughs> it was just the song. It wasn't me, but Shaggy. It, it was. It was. And I, I, he didn't make it. He didn't even try to make it any sexier than it already is. I just don't know? think we can beat around the prehistoric bush here. So. I'm, I'm just saying, if I was going to have a wank, would I? read Barry's story or just listen to It Wasn't Me and I'm sorry I just listened to It Wasn't Me yeah but mine had dinosaurs in it whereas It Wasn't Me doesn't have dinosaurs in it that's true they are in the background but it does have Shaggy actually singing his part in it so you know that's true sorry Barry I think that's a that's a quick elimination right there um 
Thank you. Thank you for that. We needed that. We needed that. Just to give it the appropriate gravitas. Um, I, I, I really, really liked Alice's story. Yeah. Uh, I loved Mr. Ben. I loved the, 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 she, she solved the elegant problem of what it, of the mechanics of fucking a Tyrannosaurus Rex, or rather trying to blow a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Um, but again, like, um, are the kids today down for Mr. Ben? I don't know. I... It's an interesting one. Like, who would know? It? Who's your target market? Are we actually limiting ourselves? Yeah, yeah By yeah. including the reference to Mr. Ben. How many people would get confused picking up a copy of this Mr. Ben themed dinosaur erotica, thinking they're actually picking up a dinosaur erotica piece, which is actually about the Home Pride mascot? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't I... it be about Paddington Bear? You're not a judge, sir. You're not a judge. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Could it be about Tony Ben? Mm. <laughs> not sure what you're going to think of that. Yeah, but he, no, they refer specifically to his magic cupboard, which he shuts us up in. Well, Tony did, he, did Tony Ben have one of those as well? Yeah, he might have done. Oh, what, okay. what I will say is that there are certain phrases that Alice's Alice had, you know, the minuscule mouth, for example, that <laughs> yes. really stood out and really will stay in my memory yeah. long after this podcast concludes. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like maybe maybe we're missing a trick with this whole elimination thing because there are elements of each. Uh, each story that I think warrant inclusion in... Oh, yes, one. for and sure, except for Barry's. Apart from Barry's <laughs> taking, taking Barry's firmly out of the equation um, and sort of throwing that in a bin with many of his hopes and dreams. <laughs> I, I feel as though maybe we can, we can think about a sort of collage effects um, of this, maybe, you know, like maybe there's, okay. a, maybe there's ways we can lift parts of each story into one sort of combined hmm. piece of dinosaur erotica. All right, all right. I mean, like... Okay, let's let's uh, first of all, let's take uh, let's set on the dinosaur because we've got pterodactyls, you've got the the mm. cosmopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopopop
And then Mark Bowen says, I'm the real T-Rex. Um, and then Gabby says, no, you're not. This is the real T-Rex and a Cosmo, a Compi and a Pterodactyl. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, let's throw in another dinosaur just for that. Yeah. And an Iguanodon. Two thumbs up. <laughs> um, and then um, Mark Bowen says, uh, yeah, I don't mind if I do and joins in. Um, so they're all kind of fucking and sucking. Uh, and then uh, they uh, they come. In their pants. In their pants. Yep. They come in their pants. Which have only been pulled down. Yeah. <laughs> I find that the bad it's always... It's, it's always the sex is always best when you just do it over your clothes. <laughs> Love to dry up. Yeah, you just 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 a lot of rubbing. And I, I like the idea that like you actually have to clothe the dinosaurs as well to make it work. Yeah, you've actually got to design a pair of pants that would fit like a Frankenstein dinosaur that's been sewn together. I'm sure Hugo Boss could pull something out. Here's an unrelated question, but like, um, if you were going to design pants for a human centipede, how would that work? You cover the, the, the lower parts or just the, the leg parts? No, the leg parts. Just the leg parts. I, I'd see because it's one creature now. It'd be like you'd have to cover both parts when people were in like their arms. It's not one creature. It's several creatures sewn together. No, that, no that's why you call it a human centipede. That's what the creature is. Oh, let's stop. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Another time. We'll save that for Dinosaur Day conversation. So they, they're having sex over their clothes <laughs> and um, they come and then uh, uh, they all, they, they all uh, go off into the sunset uh, mm. and visit the cathedral of Sagrada Familia, yes. which is now completed. Yep. And then um, the dinosaur, uh, then, then Mr. Ben turns to the camera, even though it's a book, he turns to the camera and he says, don't have a cow, man. <laughs> <laughs> How much money do you think we're going to make with that? <laughs> I think I think we could retire now. Okay. In fact, I'm going to right. quit my job All right. tomorrow. So, uh, by the way, people, I, by um, agreeing the contracts we gave you at the beginning of the show that you had to sign means that your property now uh, defaults completely to uh, faking enterprises, uh, copyright funky guy for life enterprises. Uh, we own it in per- per- perpetuity. Um, sorry, you're not. We, we might give you some money for it, but your ideas technically belong to us now. Can I? I'd like. I'd really appreciate if you could give me one hundred percent of the earnings from the podcast. Sure. Thank Not you. Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> you will also get all the depths that have been in this podcast. Though. No, I just want the profits. There mm, haven't been any. I'm afraid. Uh, well, I'll take. Still take that. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. All right. Um. Well, what did we think of the last one? <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it was yeah. alright. Do you Fine think? Could it, I mean, like, would you recommend The Lost World to uh, people who want a bit of dinosaur fun that isn't sexy? What's the point? Uh, yeah, point. I agree. That's a, good, that's a very, very good point, actually. Uh, I, I can't really read anything with dinosaurs in it now without thinking to myself, "Where's the sex? You need the sex." Uh, all right, I guess. W- that sums up our thoughts on The Lost World today. Um, I'm hoping to get this um, book published as soon as possible, possibly through my own sort of self-publishing company, uh, Funky Guy Publishing. And hopefully we'll get that out. And if you if, if you like a copy of it, why don't you send a check care of Chin T at Funky Guy Enterprises? I think I'll start pricing at £3. Sounds about right. Because yeah. like, it is just going to be one page, isn't it? Like, at the end of the day, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Okay. Um, thank you very much for joining me on the show today, everybody. Uh, usually we would do notes, but this episode has basically effectively just been us giving notes to uh, mm. writers anyway, so I don't think that's necessary. Um, but I will say that like, this is the chance for anybody in, in the room today to give their plugs. I'm going to start with you, Sam, because obviously you did do a plug at the beginning of the show, but like, why not plug some... Plug it again. I, I, thank you. Thank you, Chen. Firstly, it's been an honour and a privilege to be here. And um, I would just say to our beautiful listeners, um, once you've finished with our fantastic piece of dino erotica, um, do head over to Nothing in the Rulebook, uh, com. Follow us on Twitter at uh, NITRB underscore tweets. And uh, you can find everything you want there, uh, whether it's dinosaur erotica or if it's writing tips or other literary but mostly dinosaur but mostly dinosaur so, I, so I can't find everything I want there I can find those specific things no there's actually I, will, I mean do you want me to list everything there because <laughs> is there a bigger car there's actually micro <laughs> machines and macro machines ah. <laughs> books to read while playing micro machines books to read while in your macro machines is there reconciliation with my wife Sadly not. <laughs> but you might find it through Dinosaur Roscoe. That's true. You might spice it a lot like I will. <laughs> yeah, and after your excerpts, <laughs> wouldn't hold out much hope for it. Um, uh, thank you so much, Sam, thank for joining you. the show. Um, I would like to plug the Faking Lit live show. I got a reminder today in my Facebook that apparently there are only four more days until we're doing the show on Thursday. This show comes out tomorrow, uh, which is, will be Monday, which means we'll have three days three four days that's how maths works um come along thursday day before good friday we'll be doing a live show in the Tottenham court road branch of waterstones and we'll be doing the da vinci code hey guys this is the first time we've all been in the room together i guess well most of us i think i don't know where dan went but um uh, he's disappeared somewhere but like now that i have you all here like what do you think we can give the folks out there listening to this what, what, what tell them what they can expect from our discussion on thursday insight insight incest no <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the yeah I, against my will no, okay. i didn't want it to be a part of the show like but if you're going to force it i guess there's not much you can do okay so they can expect forced incest <laughs> Again, so yes. Insight, forced incest. Um, and. Clean hair. That doesn't begin with an eye, does it? Alliteration. You were doing alliteration. That's what, that's what we're going for, yeah. No, 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 no. See, this is a sort of like on point, like, uh, te- like telepathy, a comedy telepathy that we're all on the same page that you can expect to see. Somebody makes a joke, somebody else doesn't get what the joke was about, and, and instantly we... critiques it out loud in front of the audience. <laughs> this is exactly what to expect on the show on Thursday. Uh, I, I, I can tell you that it will be fun. And even if it isn't, we will all be getting drunk afterwards at the bar. Come along and have a drink with us and discuss literature and ask us, and maybe ask us how the dinosaur porn industry is going. We'll have a lot of answers to that. Tickets are four pounds and we would love to see you there. Um, I will include a link to the, uh, live show in the show notes. I'll include a link to nothing in the rule book as well. So like you can look at the, look at the, uh, the notes, have a read and then click away. Um, but until next time, if this has can been I... an absolute pleasure. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I just got a question. Well, just something that I realize is really, might be really cool. You said there's a bar inside the Weatherspoons. 
in the water spoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a water spoon. It's not a weather spoons, but there's a but. There, but there's technically a bar in every weather spoons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every weather spoons. I mean, every weather spoons has a bar. I've never been to a weather spoons that didn't have a bar in it, and if I did, I'd be a little bit disappointed. Well, I actually went to a weather spoons once. That was uh, mostly a bookshop. So. Um... <laughs> I've, so there's a bar inside the water zone. There is, yeah. there is. That yeah. sounds worth visiting just by itself. Yeah, I know. That'd be crazy. I it? go to that over a Weatherspoons any day. Yeah, especially a Weatherspoons which doesn't have a bar in it because there's no other reason to go into that. Yeah, I mean, I d- don't get me wrong, I didn't go back there. But like, <laughs> I, I, Where was it? It was in uh, Croydon oh. on Giles Street. I, I would love it if I went to Weatherspoons. Could I have a drink, please? Nope. But we got some Hondas. <laughs> Hey, let me sell you a car. That would be a real twist. I wouldn't see that coming. Mm. Macro machines. <laughs> yeah, we've got loads of macro <laughs> machines inside this Weatherspoons. What a twist. Didn't see that coming. Um, is that the only question you wanted to ask? About whether whether this Weatherspoons had the bar in it? <laughs> well, funnily enough, I didn't actually mean to uh, put it that way. But yeah, I just wanted to double check that there was a bar in a bookshop. Because yes, that just yes. sounds like worth seeing. I mean, I, I, I should double I check come. it. But like from what I was told by the events organiser, um, uh, Rosie Beaumont-Thomas, thank you very much, Rosie, for making our dreams come true. Um, but she has told me that there will be drinks afterwards. So I'm assuming there's a bar in there. And I think, Harren, you've done some gigs at the... Uh, yeah, uh, it's the, it's the, yeah, there's lots of books there. There'll be customers perusing while we're doing a comedy. And then, <laughs> and then there's, a, there's, a, there's a... The cake is really good as well, if you, if you like cake. Oh. Really, really big slices of cake. What if you don't like cake? Yeah, and what if like someone like doesn't want to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? That, I've never thought about that. What if somebody doesn't want to go? Yeah. I guess they'd have to. I guess they'd have to buy a ticket and not go. Yeah. Seems a bit unfair, but hey, I don't make the rules, okay? I don't make the rules. It's not in the rule book. It's not in the rule book, exactly. Uh, uh, not in the rule book. Um, thank you so much. That was like possibly the longest <laughs> plug for our live show yet. So you can tell that we really need to sell those tickets. I don't uh, want to go, I'm not coming. <laughs> All right, well, like, like, you know what? That's another element of mystery. Maybe we won't be there. Oh. Will we be there? Will we not be there? There's only one way to find out. Go. <laughs> Buy a ticket. Find out if we're there. It's the only way to find out. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, everybody. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you again, Sam. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Alice. Thank you, Josh. Uh, I hope to see you again soon. And I hope to see as many of you listening to this as possible at the live show on Thursday. Um, if we don't come back next week, you will know that the live show was so terrible, we stopped doing this show forever. <laughs> but that won't be the case. I'm sure it'll be fine. Until next time, my name has been Shin Tee. Keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye.